this is what I love the most about doing this. You guys don't know how much I love and enjoy you guys and appreciating this weird misfit toys community um, that, that I've been able to create. This is Luscious Lou, and I listen to the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be into wet. Listen to the Comic Syndicate. If movies make you contemplate, just science will accommodate. Twitter for communication at Comic Syndicate One. I was drowning in a sea of podcasts, then I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news, and sex facts. It's more than anyone can ask for. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate episode 336. I'm your host, Josias at For the Villain on Twitter at Comic underscore Syndicate on Instagram. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. I recently dropped a filler episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And on top of that, I tweaked out and added a bunch of things to it. But um, yeah, I'm going to work on a lot more things in the future. And I'm actually kind of working on a side project as well. I know uh, the dude that has no time to work on anything, but that works all the time. But um, yeah, it's a really cool project, and you it'll make sense when you guys hear it. Um, I always like thinking in the future and just weird abstract shit. Anyways, let's hit it like we normally do. What we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Episode 236, I entitled Hashtag Purple Vibes. This one was recorded on Halloween, October 31st, 2018. This week at For the Villain Hits, what we spoke about 100 episodes ago, which takes him into bullet points along with LA Comic Con 2018 experience and upcoming interview spots, the Audio Chronicles. Then goes into the, it always cracks me up. My synopsis is from 100 episodes ago. Then goes into the purpley, herply vibrator he dressed as for Halloween 2018 and how dope his office co-workers are. Oh god, I believe this was the year I dressed up as Buzz Lightyear. So when we were in office uh, Halloween time, you know, they give us free reign to do whatever and dress up for the most part, you know, whatever. Our group decided on doing the Toy Story theme. And I was buzz fucking lightyear. I will put on, I will see if I can put up some pictures for you guys can, so you guys can actually see what I look like, how terrible I looked. Um, but yeah, just very cool. Finish up, finishes up with sponsors and friends of the show, Freedom Vapes, then finally Rocks Comic Talk, Comic News. Next Purge movie could be the last Halloween sequel, Spawn Reboot News. A Legend of Zelda TV series, uh, which never happened because they're actually working on a, an, a live action movie now. Disney Boba Fett movie news. That show was really, really bad. It got really, really good when The Mandalorian showed up. Um, 
And then we hit MCU films, DC Extended Universe, Nightwing Chat, then finally Rose Comic Reviews, Marvel Comics Ghost, I'm sorry, Cosmic Ghost Rider number four, written by Donnie Cates and Dylan Burnett was the artist. All right, so a few days after that, five days after that, I, I actually recorded again. Episode 236.1, Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes Just Fork It. This week, RG Floors and that for the villain dive into niche groups. Uh, give a listen as they rabbit hole different types of hobbies, interest topics, and even injuries that can be incurred in a few of them. We don't quite get to cover every group, but still go after, attack, defend, and drop our thoughts on a bunch of them. Then ask, which groups are you a part of, and are you guilty of the nuisances that are associated with them? This one was a fun one because we're all guilty. That's weird, dude. Just reading this synopsis uh, alone, um, I don't remember what the fuck we spoke about. I kind of want to listen to that one. So Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes is always going to be a separate entity, completely different than what you're listening to right now. So uh, be on the lookout for those ones. Uh, always fun to do. And I'm going to have an Audio Chronicles episode coming towards the end of January as well. Always working, guys. All right, um, let's hit up some quick Twitter love, I guess. Shout outs is what I'm calling it now. Um I'll hit it real quick with Alex, Alex Thorne. First of all, Alex, I want to say I love how you always break down each episode. I really do. And I like catching and reading all of the other pieces of feedback I get as well from everyone. And that's everyone that chimes in on something. I really enjoy it. Uh, you guys always bring great stuff for me to, to think about and talk about. Um, so... The, Back to you, Alex. They are always very thoughtful, and as as far as conversing, um, I love. And honestly, pretty they're always thought out and thought-provoking. So I, I love when you give me feedback. So as much as I would really like to share your thoughts on the latest episode, I want to share a story in regards to you instead. This is going to be a shout-out, guys. This is a really cool one. And I really hope you don't mind that. Uh, about me dropping this, Alex. And, and hopefully I can put a smile on your face. Now, um... Okay, this happened on Thursday, this past Thursday, and this is as close to exactly what happened as much as I can recollect. So you can feel free to, to uh, let me know. Just I you fucked up. So this was, again, off of us working together last Thursday. But um, I had to text another friend of mine because of this. Um, I simply text, hey, hey, Andrew, happy Friday, dude. I just had to share this with you. As soon as I walked into the restaurant last night, clocked in and went to the kitchen, one of my one of my buddies walked up to me and says, your music intro soundtrack has been on my mind all day. <laughs> uh, so yes, I'm sorry, Alex. Again, probably not verbatim. And I continue on my text. No hi, no what's up, Josias. Um, that's literally how he started the conversation, LOL. I loved hearing that. Hope you're well and have a great weekend. So that was my text to Andrew. And Andrew is a sweetheart of a guy. He literally wrote the intro for me um, out of the blue for the most part. Like I've ne I never asked him to write an intro, but I, I love it. And I've been using it since, honestly, dude. I, I love it. Um, so I had to text him this, you know. Um, he finally gets back to me, uh, very simply, dude, that is so awesome. It makes me happy. I hope you have a great weekend too. Love you, brother. Dude, across the board, you guys are all fucking rad. Um, everyone, this is what I love the most about doing this. You guys don't know how much I love and enjoy you guys and appreciating this weird 
misfit toys community um, that that I've been able to create. When you guys can even go out of your way for someone else is just fucking dope, rad, and beautiful to me. So thank you, Alex, so thank you so much for this, dude. I got to share this with Andrew, and he also appreciated it, and I got to share it on the show now. Um, I always just love, again, when... I mean, it's something that was created for me, but it's the show and it's something we can all share together. I just totally dig on. All right, man. That's the only shout out I got this week. I thought that was a cool enough story. And again, Alex, feel free to (laughs) tell me how wrong I was. Um, Next bits of shout outs are going to be the Weird Street Podcast with Jacob Medina and his wife, Eva, uh, my homeboy. I fucking love you. The Oh No, Not Another One hosted by Sarah Katsinis and Derek Krantz. And the last one is going to be the Comics and Tortillas Podcast hosted by Adam Garza, Hector Cornejo, and Ben Davis. Please find them. I'm very proud of Adam. On his YouTube channel, he finally hit 1,000 subscribers um, and he was jazzed about it. Uh, I'm stoked for you, Adam. I know and see and recognize all the hard work you have been putting into it. And I watch a majority of them, at least 90% of them, Adam. If it's something I haven't read, um, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll save it until I read it. Guys, please find Adam, the Comics and Thor DS podcast on YouTube. If you guys are new to comics, if you guys are intrigued by anything, he gives you a quick a quick run-through of, of an issue across the board from every publishing company for the most part. And he bangs out about five to 10 a week. It looks like, um, all the notifications I get. So Adam, I am proud of you, dude. I want to get you back on the show and, uh, off of the, uh, filler episode I just released a few days ago. Um, yeah, dude, I think we work well together and I always love doing that. Okay. So before I jump into, uh, the question of the week, I have a what the fuck news article for the week. Uh, this one is very interesting and I'm very curious what you guys think about this. Man who killed X in California spa bombing gets life plus 30 years. This article came out January 19th, so Friday, and this is the article. A Southern Californian, California man was sentenced Friday to two concurrent life sentences plus 30 years for blowing up his ex-girlfriend's spa business with a package bomb in 2018 killing her and seriously injuring two others. Friday's hearing uh, concluded a case against Stephen Beale, 64, that was fraught with missteps for investigators and prosecutors since the May 15, 2018 bombing in Aliso, in an Aliso Viejo spa about 50 miles uh, south of Los Angeles. Now, this is interesting to me on several facts. Number one, you blew your fucking girlfriend up. Um, number two, you sent a package to blow up your fucking girlfriend. Um, pretty hysterical. Uh, weird. Uh, I did come across this. Now, trip out on this. Just kind of tripped me out. I live in Lake Forest proper. Uh, around me within 10 to 15 minute drive. I can get to Mission Viejo, uh, Rancho Santa Margarito, Tribuco Canyon, Coto de Casa, Ladera Ranch, Laguna Niguel, Aliso Viejo is very close to me. Now, I grew up uh, Orange County boy. Uh, born and raised Santa Ana, but grew up most part Orange, Santa Ana, Tustin, around there for the majority of my life. So I had zero understanding that this even happened. And I just came across this article. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is like not far off. The article continues. Ooh, Ildiko Krajinek, 48, was killed in the fiery blast when she opened a box with a homemade bomb inside that Beale had slipped into the spa while she was in Hungary visiting family. 
Two clients she had just treated, a mother and a daughter, were knocked off their feet. The blast destroyed the business and tore a large hunk from the building. Body parts were found in the parking lot. What the fuck, dude? Mr. Beal, and this is a quote, Mr. Beal will never be able to go out to harm innocent victims again, said E. Martin Estrada, the U.S. attorney for the Central District of California, at a news conference after the sentencing. A federal judge sentenced Beal to two concurrent life sentences for the charges of use of a weapon of mass destruction, resulting in death and malicious destruction of a building, resulting in death. Beal also received a 30-year sentence for the use of a destructive device during and in relation to a crime of violence, which will run consecutively, and a 10-year concurrent sentence for possession of an unregistered destructive device. This fucking guy, dude. Beale's federal public defender, Craig Harbaugh, did not immediately respond to a request for comment. After five years of waiting and wondering, our family and friends have peace knowing that Mr. Beale will spend his remaining days in prison, Eva Bonnie Kronjanak's cousin said at the news conference. Um, the file image taken from cell phone video shows a building after a fatal explosion in Aliso Viejo, California. Stephen Beale, who was released in 2018 after his arrest on an explosive charge was arrested Sunday, March 3rd, 2019, in connection with the May 15th bombing that killed uh, Adilco in her Orange County spa. Buell has been sentenced Friday, so again, uh, to two life sentences. Crazy fucking shit, dude. Buell, a partner in the business, was jealous Krajanak had been dating someone else after their 18-month relationship ended. More what the fuck, dude. So, a jealous fucking ex-boyfriend to top things off. How fucking gnarly is that, dude? I'm just going to blow you the fuck up. Um, so, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I didn't mean to look. They're what-the-fuck news articles for a fucking reason. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know it sounds terrible. Um, yeah, I knew this was going to be a short show, so I really wanted to add uh, that what the fuck news article. If you guys ever come across what the fuck news articles, feel free to shoot those to me anywhere you can. Let's hit now, finally, question of the week. So these questions always come from something I've read during the week that kind of just, I don't know, question of the week pops into my head. This one in particular, I, I didn't have a lot of time to read. I'm working on this side project uh, that I did mention earlier. It's going to make sense when you guys finally hear it, like the work that's going into that. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it when I finally do release it. Anyways, uh, I didn't have a lot of time to read, So, but based on the comics I've read, um, here's the question of the week. Let's hit it. Nightmares. What is the most fucked up, not necessarily dream, but straight up nightmare you can remember or recall? Please feel free to pause the podcast right now if you need to, to say, to take some time to really think about it, but, um, or continue to listen. Hopefully something will pop into your head and feel free to share those with me. Um, I'm going to drop mine towards the end of the show and yeah, that's all I got guys. Give me a few and I'll be right back with some comic talk. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. I'm writing All-Star Batman uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Gerrans, the artist and Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to the Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michello. We're hanging out here at 
Frank and Sons, and are having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon. And uh, you're listening to me live on Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comic Syndicate. Comic Talk. All right, guys, let's hit some comic talk, comic news, comic reviews. No news. Uh, let's hit some comic reviews. Again, I knew it was going to be a short show, hence the What the Fuck News article that I found interesting and odd and very fucked up, obviously. But again, um, I didn't read a lot, and these two I kind of – I actually just wanted to share. Very cool image comics title. It's called Kill Your Darlings. I'm going to review number four and number five. I'm really enjoying this title. Uh, a bunch of youngster kids are getting help from stud writers, uh, Donnie Cates, and uh, just a bunch of stud, um, Charles Soule, I'm sorry, drew a blank there, but um, a bunch of killer fucking writers, and the art in this is amazing. Now, issue number one through number three, kind of a slow burn. Three did pick up a little bit more. And I am enjoying it. This one, issue number four, was what the fuck. Very beautiful visually to to see. And fuck it, here we go. Ethan S. Parker and Griffin Sheridan are the writers. Robert Quinn is the artist. Fucking killer fucking artist. John J. Hill is the letterer and designer. This one starts off in darkness. And we get some monologue. Please, I promise I'll be good. It's okay, Wallace. You don't need to be scared. I'll protect you. As we then get some light from a door opening slightly, where we see a young girl with tears in her eyes sitting on a staircase leading to a basement, as this girl is holding her stuffed animal. Then we get some panels of a woman in the shadows that opened the door. And the little girl says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I made you mad, mommy. As the girl then goes to hug her mom, and then we realize, we see, and she realizes that she is now by herself, this little girl. The title then jumps from there to what is happening currently as Rose, so prior issue that I did review, as Rose's friend Elliot has now just been possessed. So the prior issue, issue number three. And we get this dialogue. It's been too long, Rose. You, where are my manners? Come in, come in. Don't want to leave Elliot all alone in the dark, do we? Stop is what Rose says, as Rose now starts running. And the breakdown of these scenes, uh, because of the art and the colors and just the panel play, is just visually fucking dope to, to see. It's very, very fucking beautiful. So, Adam, I hope you fucking jump on board this one, dude. It's really good. Issue number four, this one in particular, fucking picked up good. As she continues running Rose, uh, we still get the pages of this possessed Elliot after her now with a j just nicely done echo effect. And this is what he's saying. Rose, 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 why are you here? After everything I did to you, everything I took from you, why would you ever come back? back, back? It's just weird and very cool. So just nicely done. As she continues on and sees some rock formation with a shining light of sorts on, on top of this, uh, this, this rock formation. As we now see, Elliot has now possessed also all of Rose's pets, friends, stuffed animals, that he is using now to attack Rose. So Rose finally makes her way towards this formation and 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 as she 
jumps on and she gets to this light. She says, please, 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 I need you, Francine. And she grabs this hilt and pulls out this killer fucking sword. So like Final Fantasy Cloud Strife uh, type of sword. Uh, just looks rad and almost also like Ileana Rasputin's magic sword um, that she now uses to threaten Elliot, but also goes to town on her old buddies. And then it sounds bad, but she's, I mean, they're trying to kill her stuffed animals granted, but um, just twisted looking fucking come to life, fucking killer animals now. And again, she goes to town on them and she finally gets overwhelmed by, by this thing. This Elliot is, you know, possessed by, and uh, it now uses its abilities to scare the shit out of Rose using her own memories against her all the while still talking to her. Uh, do I want to do this? Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Um, like, do I want to do this? Yeah. I'm going to spoil a little bit. I'm going to go into a lot of dialogue right now. It's time for you to answer my question. Why would you come back? I, I say it or I'll boil your friend's brain right now, right in front of you. As Rose continues, I, I thought I could save her, save her, bring her back. You thought that if you came back here to your land of magic and candy and unicorns that you could what dream your mommy back to life. Rose, I, I don't, I hoped well, Rose. That's all you had to say. As we now see Rose's mom appear and says, Rosie, mom, I'm here, honey. I'm here to take care of you. As Elliot, possessed Elliot now says, but she never really did take care of you, did she? How many nights did she leave an eight-year-old to fend for herself? Do you remember the hunger, the neglect? Rose, please stop this. How long did she leave you down there, Rose, alone in the dark? alone with me and just fucked up as we see some fucked up yet oddly grounded and real panels of what this girl went through as a kid and it's fucked up because this possessed elliot is fucking with her like he knows he has her and he's just fucking with her and and it's twisted and, and dark and and grounded though um, so you see what she went through, and I, I just fucking loved it. The, the, the art was totally on point. So Rose finally grabs her sword now and slices up the mother figure. And Elliot says, oh, no, you've killed her. You have a knack for it. Though I suppose last time you had help. We gave her what she deserved, didn't we? Rose, I never wanted and she gets interrupted. You know, after all the harm she did to you, all the scars she left behind, her greatest regret, her true legacy in her final moment was to give you is me. So he, yeah, just fucked up. Now, when we see these flashback scenes of what Rose went through, beautiful again like we see her in the basement and we see something some dark figure in the basement with her and it's just fucked up dude and this one i fucking loved this dude um just very cool and i'm in for this dude uh so after this he grabs her rose and throws her down this giant cavern for the most part now when he does so he kind of pushes her back into the real world and he's also able to walk through now and uh the where she used to live the house where she used to live prior issue i went through this but i'll go through it one more time um her bedroom uh she i mean it, it's it's a fantasy world she created and 
now <laughs> since her house has been you know uh torn apart they put up a, a movie store a video store so now they end up in this video store and elliot this possessed elliot pops out and the the pages and the way it's drawn is fucking dope because we see her coming in and out of consciousness which is just the way it, the visuals are are fucking dope and we see her again losing consciousness but every time she opens her eyes she sees this possessed elliot now massacring the, the fucking people of this of this uh video store and just fucking dope to see and the way he keeps fucking with her this twisted elliot is fucking nuts um and this one just felt very and i'm a huge horror movie fan uh it felt very very nightmare on elm street ish to me like those vibes were there which i fucking loved um so yeah i loved it this one was fucking sick this issue picked up so fucking good so quick uh the art i'm loving in this one issue number four uh i don't want to go too deep into it but this one's going to be issue number five. Starts off with a car scene, panels of a car racing down, driving in the rain, driving about 80 miles an hour. And you see the a panel of the, the gauge. So this one continues on. And um, we now see um, some more twisted fucking panels, the perspective of the person driving the car. And then we now see a figure walk out of the car. Okay, so something crashes through the windshield. And the windshield breaks, and we get these panels again of the other person laying down, seeing the woman now walk out of the car. Blurred vision, just, it's fucked up. Like, it seems like homegirl that got hit, um, got a concussion, and she's just rocked. And now we get some uh, panels now of the person um, that, that got hit, literally just beat the fuck up with a broken leg that says, please help, help me. And that's how the comic fucking starts. Then jumps to 1987 with almost a very much looking dream sequence. It's a girl at a school. Uh, she happens to sorry sneak away to the restroom while in class to take what we see is a pregnancy test. She then goes to work and we see how that is going for her. Um, and we see her finally home now having to make a decision. Um, all the while staring at a phone. So this young girl, and it'll go into it as I break down and give you the con not just the context. I'm going to give you the dialogue. So she's looking at the phone. Homegirl's worried, and she we finally see her on the phone now. This is her exact conversation. I don't expect you to call back. I stopped expecting anything from you a long time ago. In very nearly, I, I'm sorry, I very nearly decided not to make this call. I can assure you it will be the last. You will never hear from me again. I just, I just thought if by the grace of some God somewhere you do hear this, I just thought you should know you ruined my life. I can't afford the house on my own. God knows I have nowhere else to go. I had to leave school, work overtime just to stay alive. And now I'm having our child, our baby, and my only comfort in this world is that you will never know her. Goodbye. As we now see her take off in her car now. And as she takes off in her car, we see a simple raindrop and then it starts pouring. And then we see this woman. Now we see that this woman is the driver of the car at the beginning of the, of the book. And it's just nuts. Um, she's the one that hit the person as she was rushing to drive herself to the hospital because she's about to give birth. So she bails after making the phone call and literally rushing. She, 
she's in a rush to get to the hospital. She fucking nails fucking another girl. It, violent, dude. Like, just fucked up to see now the story progress. We see more fucked up, violent, and sick panels now. And sick in a good way. Like, in a fucked up good way. Like, it, it's fucked up, dude. The visuals of... uh we're assuming Rose's mom walking out of the car and she sees this girl asking for help, pleading for fucking help. And you can tell she wants to help out the person, but she fucking bails. Like she's, she's gone. She's going into labor and she decided just, I'm sorry. She decides to just bail straight up. This one was fucked up, dude. Like two back to back were, were really fucking good. And, and, I really enjoyed both of these. Um, please find them. Adam, hop on board, dude. This is a good fucking read. It picked up big time issue number four for me. The art was great already, but again, to all you guys um, that it's an Image Comics title, anyone that's intrigued, sorry about that, anyone that's intrigued by it, please hop on, dude. It's worth checking out. Um yeah, I, I loved it, dude. Um, so that's all I got. Well, I guess that's where the question of the week comes from now. What is the most fucked up, not necessarily dream, but nightmare you can remember or recall? Mine normally are simply giant anacondas. And not just necessarily giant anacondas, but even larger serpents than that. So that's mine. I'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. I know you guys know better than that. Okay, fucked up. Um, I know where it stemmed from. Um, giant anacondas uh, squeezing the life out of me. Um, I've read books like How to Break Down Dream and Dreams, and, and this one, I didn't need to do that because it's like, okay, just as you work a lot and you feel lack of time for everything and, you know... You're always in a rush trying to get so much fucking done in a day where you you can't – you didn't allow yourself time to breathe, I guess, is is the best way to put it. Uh, that's a reoccurring dream of mine. I, I always have that every so often. I haven't had it in a long time. But um, yeah, I hope none of you are like me. So with my nightmares, um, I do also suffer from sleep paralysis and I've uh, – written a deep dives and rabbit holes episode about sleep deprivation and it's not that i'm sleep deprived (laughs) but i do suffer from sleep paralysis it's odd weird and it's fucked up and it can be scary sometimes so even though i do have this reoccurring dream of of anacondas and they don't I mean, snakes are biting me. Smaller snakes are biting me, and that's not the thing that gets to me. It's always these giant anacondas that just wrap up around me and construct me. And um, but when I get these these sleep paralysis ones, everything fucking feels weird. And I so sleep paralysis is is when you're like when you hit deep sleep but your mind your eyes are still open it's weird but it does happen to me quite often and they're scary as fuck because i cannot move but i'm able to see things and the things i see are really really fucking weird like these dreams 
are so vivid and so real. And the last one I had was probably about three months ago. I saw who in the dream, in the dream, I, I saw exactly how and when we're fine, finally going to get, I don't want to say attacked, but I guess invaded by certain beings, <laughs> which is weird. Um, and I don't get enough sleep on a day-to-day basis anyways, but when I do get sleep or, or get to sleep hard, sometimes I, I do have the reoccurring dream. So the nightmare of snakes and yeah. And then, and then this sleep paralysis one is very gnarly because I don't want to say they've been more, well, sci-fi based for sure. And I don't want to say aliens, but yeah, dude, like the shit I see is bizarre. And the dreams have been so vivid for those ones completely. And it is scary. Like I wake up from these not the nightmare ones. Like I'm cool with nightmares. I know that sounds weird and odd, but, um, when I do suffer from these sleep paralysis dreams, nightmares are like, it takes a lot out of me. Like it takes a lot out of me. Like it, it feels like I've been running. Like I have to catch my breath. <sighs> like I'm breathing fucking heavy when I have those. And again, it takes a lot out of me. Um, but yeah, th- that's, that's my most fucked up nightmare I've had recently lately. And again, so vivid in a place with a bunch of people and friends and family and weird to say fire in the sky because i know it's based on a movie uh or based on actual events um of an encounter that that could or could not may or may not have happened but i do believe in those things and extraterrestrials and and, and i've never (laughs) like i'm not gonna say i'm i've been abducted never because you know i don't think i haven't i don't I don't know. I, I don't, I like, I know it hasn't happened to me, but these dreams are fucking bizarro and, and weird and gnarly. And, and that's just probably the latest one I've had. Like I, even the sleep paralysis ones, I see figures moving towards me. And those are probably the more fucked up ones because you're asleep, quote unquote, your body is asleep. Your mind is racing. Your mind is your eyes visually are able to see the room, but I see figures and moving around me and towards me and hissing at me. <laughs> Weird, right? So those are my f- most fucked up nightmares, I guess. Like, um, just fucked up, fucked up dreams, fucked up nightmares. And, um, thought I would share that. So if you guys have any twisted ones that you guys want to share with me as well, well, feel free to do so anywhere you guys can find me. Uh, please find my boy, Adam Garza, the Comics and 3DS podcast. I looked at his numbers and he already has 1000 plus subscribers already since the last time we recorded, give him some love. And, uh, if you guys like the show, share the show, please. If you guys just want to stick around for what the fuck news do so. I have another teaser episode coming up soon of, wow, everything really. Uh, I need to record a deep dives and rabbit holes and I have a future or coming up soon, I guess, uh, episode of the audio chronicles, which honestly I haven't recorded in a few years, but I'm looking forward to that one because I keep teasing this, but, um, the dude I met, it has a weird fucking story and straight up. He's an army dude and complete stranger, but 
we were chatting and don't know how it came across and and I'm like, dude, can you talk about this? He's like, I have video footage of this thing and I can't explain it. Um, so yeah, I think that was interesting. So I'm gonna fucking have a seat with Homeboy and we're gonna go into his background briefly and then we're gonna dissect whatever it is he brings to the table. It's gonna be probably a two parter, a deep dives and rabbit holes. Actually, the first one's going to be an audio chronicles, and then it's going to piggyback into a deep dives and rabbit holes based on the story. So Josias is always working, and that's just the way my mind works anyways when I do not suffer from sleep paralysis. All right, guys, share the podcast, and I will catch you guys next week. Peace out.